Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 26th of July 2022. Unfortunately, but not surprisingly, the market has gone down below the $1 trillion mark. The day the price crossed the $1 trillion mark on the 18th or the 19th of July, I believe, I did release a podcast talking about buy the rumor, sell the news. And I did very clearly mention it would be really interesting to see the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, mainly Ethereum, Ethereum Classic and Polygon Matic over the weekend. Now, in case you guys didn't know that there were two events that were taking place last week, that is Ethereum Community Conference in Paris, which was a massive event, and Bloomberg's Crypto Summit. Now, the reason why Ethereum's Community Conference was a massive event is because there was news about the merge. And a few weeks ago, a specific date was mentioned regarding the merge. Now, once the merge kicks in, once Ethereum transitions to 2.0, there are speculations that Ethereum could overtake Bitcoin. So because of the rumor, the price of Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, and even Polygon Matic did actually pump up. So buy the rumor, sell the news is applicable not just in the finance and stock market, but also in the cryptocurrency sector. Unfortunately, a little over $500 million has been wiped off from the crypto market. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about why this week in particular is extremely critical for the stock market and for the cryptocurrency market too. On the 27th, the Federal Board of Reserve are going to be announcing the next interest rate. And this particular week, on different days, all the tech companies are going to be sharing their annual reports and this could have significant impact on inflation and in the upcoming weeks and months that this week could potentially determine the price for cryptocurrencies for the coming weeks and months. In today's episode, we'll also very briefly talk about Glassnode's weekly insight. Now, it is extremely technical, so we won't go in detail. And CoinShares, they also have a weekly blog, Maya Medium. We'll be taking a look at that too. Glassnodes and CoinShares, they take the information based on the past week and it does give a very good indication of the future price of cryptocurrencies. And one thing which we always say, our price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. We also have some news about a Bitcoin millionaire who has moved around 14,000 Bitcoins to an unknown wallet. Now in a bullish market, this would be a bullish news. But since this week is so critical, I really am not sure if it is a bullish news, but it is definitely a positive news. Anytime someone withdraws cryptocurrencies from an exchange and puts it onto their own wallet, it is definitely a sign of bullish indication. That means not your crypto, not your coins is very relevant. In today's episode, I'm also going to be sharing few questions. And these are to do with reference to your spending patterns. In case if you do like to participate, drop me an email to these answers at info at blockchain DXV. Regarding UAE, we have two news. The first one is about a Metaverse event which takes place on the 19th of August. The session is completely free of cost where I talk about the hype, the reality and new world order all in relation to Metaverse. And on the 19th of August, we have another event called a special R analysis on Bitcoin. So we look at Bitcoin from a political, economical, social technological, legal, environmental, and religious point of view. Hence, it is termed as Pestle 
our analysis. So welcome everyone, it's 8am here in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. How the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from 8.30am to 9am Gulf Standard Time from the cryptocurrency world. And every Fridays at 8am Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn profile. So please follow me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Or you can go to my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and search for Crypto Blocks. Alternatively, you can also go to the Medium page website and type in Blockchain DXB. So let's kickstart today's episode. Today is the 26th of July 2022 and I'm looking at the price at 7.30pm Gulf Standard Time. Unfortunately, the global crypto market has gone down below the $1 trillion mark. And as of today, 26th of July, the global crypto market is $952 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 5.45%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is currently at $79.15 billion. If the total crypto market volume has gone up, and if the global crypto market has gone down, it just means one thing, that people are actually selling their cryptocurrency. So far as the volume is concerned, since the last 24 hours, it is up by 14.37%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $5.96 billion. DeFi now accounts for only 7.54% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. What is going on? The volume of stablecoins is at $73.99 billion and stablecoin accounts for 93.48% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. This is extremely scary. I've been looking at the volume of stablecoins for the last two years and believe it or not, just since the last three months or so, the volume of stablecoins is hovering over 90-92%. But that is not the worrisome thing. The worrisome thing is the volume. The volume is also going down. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the volume of stablecoin was hovering around 40 odd billion dollars. That is a ridiculously low volume. Apart from that, it still accounts for over 92% of the total crypto market volume. So we are definitely, if not in one of the worst times in the cryptocurrency sector. Last week, we also looked at the price of Polygon Matic. We looked at Ethereum Classic. And we also looked at Ethereum. And back then, they were up by 22%, 55%, and 30-odd percent. But all of these prices have gone down. So this week, the prices are not looking good for Polygon Matic, not looking good for Ethereum Classic, and definitely not looking good for Ethereum as well. Now, Ethereum is currently at $1,374. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 9.76%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 9.80%. 
Remember guys, last week when we look at the price of Ethereum, over a period of 7 days, it was up by 40 odd percent. So Ethereum is definitely not looking good. The king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, is currently at $20,811. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 4.83%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 9%. Binance Coin is currently at $241. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 5.70%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 7.93%. So the entire cryptocurrency market is definitely not looking good. Now before we lead into the podcast for today, I have few questions and this is to find out more about your crypto purchasing trend. In case if you guys do want to participate or would like to share this, write it in the comments below or you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. So the first question for you guys is, how would you define Bitcoin? The second question is, do you accept Bitcoin? or any other cryptocurrency as part of your payment. The third question is, what cryptocurrency exchange platform do you currently use? The fourth question is, what is the most important criteria you look at in a cryptocurrency exchange? The fifth question is, if you have $100,000, how much would you invest in Bitcoin? I would personally invest probably the entire $100,000, but it depends on your financial standings. The sixth question is, how do you think Metaverse would affect your day-to-day life? The seventh question is, what are the features besides the price of Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency attracts you the most? The eighth question is, would you be okay to get paid only in cryptocurrency? Mostly I'm talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum, the top coins. The ninth question is, which country do you think will adopt Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency as a legal tender next? And finally, the tenth question is, how comfortable are you with central bank digital currencies? So those are the ten questions guys and if you do want to participate, please drop me an email with the answers or you can also mention it in the comments below. Now this week will be extremely critical for stock market, inflation, and the cryptocurrency world. This week, tech giants such as Apple, Amazon, Meta will be sharing the earning reports. And the Wall Street Journal does have an article that states that companies from Coca-Cola to McDonald's will share insights on inflation, supply chain, and consumer information. In case if you do want to get the accurate information from first source, Security Exchange Commission's website is the place to go. What I would highly urge you to do is, rather than reading through information, let's say from Forbes, from Coindesk, from cryptocurrency exchanges, or from BBC, go through the Security Commission's website, read through the information from the first source. Because the whole idea is buy the rumor, sell the news will definitely impact the price of cryptocurrencies. A lot of the mainstream medias will be cherry picking information, editing the information, and believe it or not guys, 90% of the time, The information that you get from mainstream media is completely different to the first source. So regarding the filings, the place to go is Security Exchange Commission website. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, you will get the actual link of the Security Exchange Commission. And then you need to type in, let's say for Apple, for Amazon, for Meta, then you would individually get the earnings report. Let's talk about some technical information. Every week, Glassnodes 
provides a weekly insight and they are extremely technical. This week's weekly insight talks about conviction through confluence. They discuss the mentality of hodlers and the hodlers supply concentration. They talk about rebounding of an overextension and the mayor multiplier effect. Unfortunately, I won't go into detail, but if you are a technical nerd and who likes technical graphs, I would definitely recommend you to go through Glassnode's weekly insight. They have quite a lot of charts. Unfortunately, it doesn't make sense to explain it via a podcast. If I'm doing a video session, then I might be in a better position because you need to literally look at these charts and then I will be able to explain it in detail. Along with Glassnode's, CoinShares, they also tend to provide a weekly blog. They do it via Medium and their information states that Bitcoin saw inflows totaling $19 million last week and Ethereum saw inflows totaling $8 million last week. Other digital asset investment products saw inflows totaling $27 million last week. The most of these investments were from Switzerland. I think they accounted for around $16 million out of the $27 million. So go to CoinShares weekly blog, loads of useful information. Does this mean that there is a bullish market ahead? Definitely not because of the whole events that took place last week. That is one of the reasons why there was a lot of inflow. So personally, I think it might just be a temporary pump. What I would be really curious to see is the price of Ethereum towards the date of the Ethereum merge that is around the 19th of September. Once again, price predictions are 100% right. 50% of the time. The next news is about a Bitcoin millionaire and this was originally published by Finance Magnets. A Bitcoin millionaire moved 14,000 Bitcoins to an unknown wallet and as I said at the start of the podcast today that usually this is a very good indication especially if the market is in a bullish trend. But since this week is extremely critical as a lot of the tech giants are publishing the earning reports I really am not sure what to make of it. Whenever someone withdraws cryptocurrencies from the exchange and transfers it into their own wallet, it just means HODL culture. And HODL culture definitely seems to be alive and well with this particular multimillionaire. The article that they have published also talks about another transfer where over 3,374 bitcoins were moved out from Coinbase onto a personal wallet. Now, in case you guys want to track a lot of the movements, on Twitter, go to Whale Alert and they also have a website where they constantly keep on updating it. And this is the power of Bitcoin's open source. Absolutely anyone can go ahead and verify these transactions. You just do not need absolutely any prior permission. The next use is not so positive. Not your keys, not your crypto is extremely, extremely relevant. And one of the reasons why I asked you guys a question is which cryptocurrency exchange do you prefer? What are the criteria that you look at? is because since 2014, roughly 42% of failed cryptocurrency exchanges have completely disappeared without a trace for no apparent reason. So Bitcoin.com has an in-depth article on this. I would really urge you guys to go and read through the article. It is extremely long and it gives you different examples of cryptocurrency exchanges that have got completely belly up. Dan Ashmore, who is one of the cryptocurrency data analysts at, at CoinJournal, has some really interesting things mentioned in that article. And the article also states that it is expected that this year we will see a fall of 55% in 
in overall cryptocurrency exchange failures. So make sure that whichever cryptocurrency exchange that you're dealing with, ensure you do extreme due diligence. And in case you are stuck, please feel free to ask me absolutely any questions by dropping me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Now let's move on to next news and both the news are from Blockchain DXB. The next news is about an event which is taking place on the 19th of August called as Metaverse, The Hype, Reality and New World Order. The event is completely free of cost and it takes place from 11am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time. In case you guys want to register, you can drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com or you can also go to eventbrite.com and just type in Blockchain DXB or type in Metaverse, The Hype, Reality and New World Order. The sessions are completely free of cost. The whole idea for having this session is to educate the people on Metaverse. It's broken down into three sections, that is the Hype, Reality and New World Order. In the Hype of Metaverse, we're going to be looking at what the Metaverse is, understanding Metaverse and its impact, institutions and companies that are joining on board with Metaverse. And in reality, we're going to break down the expectations versus reality of Metaverse. We'll talk about the hardware and software limitations of Metaverse, some real-life use cases, and regarding New World Order, we will talk about will the USA have a competitive edge in the Metaverse, or will it be Dubai and UAE? And in case if you guys do want to find out more about Dubai, I've just released a podcast talking about the Dubai Metaverse strategy, so please feel free to go and listen to it, and please, please share that podcast. And regarding New World Order, I will also talk about what steps countries can take to be an early adopter in the metaverse. So essentially, these were the core three topics, that is the hype, reality and new world order. But the session is broken down into two parts, that is part A and part B. In part A, we'll talk about the history of metaverse, what is metaverse, the hype of metaverse, the hardware and software needed in the metaverse. In part B, we talk about areas where metaverse merges with the physical world. You also talk about the news and events surrounding Metaverse in Dubai, Blockchain and the Metaverse. Do we need Blockchain in the Metaverse or are central bank digital currencies a better form of medium of exchange in the Metaverse? You will also talk about some of the top Metaverse platforms, the limitations of Blockchain, NFT in Metaverse, AI-enabled Metaverse and quite a lot more. In fact, in this particular session, I've decided to add Part C as well. In Part C, I'll talk about the Dubai Metaverse strategy we'll essentially break down the regulatory body who is taking care of the Dubai Metaverse strategy, that is, the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. We'll talk about the Dubai Metaverse task, and we'll also talk about the Dubai Metaverse Assembly. So there is a massive event taking place on the 29th and 28th of September at the Museum of Future. So I'll be talking about that too. And at the same time, I'll also be talking about different events and networking so far as Metaverse is concerned. So please feel free to sign up for that event. It is completely free of cost. The next news is about an event which is called as Pestle R Analysis on Bitcoin. Pestle R Analysis stands for Political, Economical, Social, Technological, Legal, Environmental, Religious Analysis on Bitcoin. Again, it is a completely free event taking place on the 19th of August from 2pm to 3.30pm Gulf Standard Time. You can register completely free of cost via Eventbrite. Just go to eventbrite.com and type in blockchain DXV or Pestle R Analysis on Bitcoin. Or alternatively, you can also drop me an email 
to info at blockchaindxb.com. Best of our analysis, if you've done a master's or an MBA, you would know that it is a tool used to gain a macro picture of an industry. PESTELR stands for political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious factors. So what it does is it allows us to form an impression of the factors that might impact a new industry. So we break down elements of Bitcoin at a macro level to better understand its impact. We will be discussing each area in detail and this information keeps getting updated every month. So so far as political is concerned, we will be discussing if Bitcoin is apolitical. Now remember, Bitcoin started as a movement to a separation of money and the state. Does politics and politicians impact Bitcoin? We'll talk about the whole notion between right wing versus left wing, as in who supports Bitcoin. In the UK, is it the Conservatives and Tories who support Bitcoin or is it the Labour Party who supports Bitcoin and quite a lot more. Regarding economical, we will discuss is Bitcoin the biggest global wealth redistribution or is it just myth? And can Bitcoin change the dynamics of money? We will discuss inflation, exchange rates and quite a lot more. Regarding social, we would look at the social impact of Bitcoin and blockchain technologies for the generations to come. We will also discuss Bitcoin's usage in the first world country versus Bitcoin's usage in developing countries and underdeveloped nations. Are millennials the one who are getting into Bitcoin? Or is it boomers who are using Bitcoin? And the answer might be surprising. Regarding technological factors on Bitcoin, we will look at the user experience of Bitcoin. We will talk about the different forks of Bitcoin. And we will also talk about some updates that happened last year. That is the Taproot and Snow Signature. But again, this will be at a very, very basic level. You do not need any technical information. Regarding technological factors of Bitcoin, so far as mining is concerned, we will also look at the economies of scale. Regarding legal, we'll ask a very simple question. Is Bitcoin legal? And where does governance, regulations and legislations fit in? And we'll also talk about what can governments do to support innovation and adoption of Bitcoin. Regarding environmental factors of Bitcoin, we will touch base upon ESG, that is environmental, social and governance aspects of Bitcoin, which is highlighted and popularized by Larry Fink, the CEO of BlockRock, and we look at Bitcoin's mining energy consumption, the past, current and future state of environmental impact of Bitcoin and its mining operations. Finally, regarding religious factors of Bitcoin, is Bitcoin Sharia compliant? And what are the religious factors and commonality in Bitcoin? And how is Bitcoin seen particularly in the Middle East and quite a lot more? So those were the two events that I'll be conducting on the 19th of August. Both of them are completely free of cost. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So, let's kickstart the Ask Me Anything series.
Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series. And you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. I have a question by Matthew who asks, do you think a company in UAE could launch a stable coin? This is a brilliant question, Matthew. To be honest, Matthew, I haven't heard of any company that is uh, planning to launch a stable coin in UAE or I haven't heard of anyone who is also doing research on launching stable coins. That being said, personally, I think it is an absolutely brilliant opportunity as we know that Tether USDT does hold a massive chunk of stable coins and I'm not a fan of Tether USDT at all. USDC, on the other hand, is definitely picking up pace. Now, keeping both of these companies in mind, it would make perfect sense that a company from UAE should actually go ahead and launch their own stable coins. In UAE, we have one of the best regulations probably in the world called as VARA. It is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, which is located at Dubai World Trade Center. It would be a brilliant opportunity for a company to go ahead and launch stable coins. And I'm not sure, Matthew, if you know what are the logistics behind launching a stable coin at a very basic and macro level. Let's say if you were to have $10 million as a reserve for your stable coins, you need to show audit of that $10 million in UAE because of the strict rules and regulations, because of a lot of fundings which is available. I personally think it will be an absolutely brilliant move for any company to go ahead and launch a stable coin. Again, the volume needs to be a bit higher rather than $10 million. Maybe you're talking about $50 million or $60 million. Because last week when I look at USDC's market cap, I think they were roughly around $55 million. So competing with USDC will probably be a great idea. And it all depends on the marketing. What a company can literally do is they can literally copy-paste the idea of Tether USDT, but at the same time, make it more transparent. If a stablecoin is doing the audit 24 hours a day, or if it is backed by some government entity, I think it'll be an absolutely brilliant move. So at the current point of time, Matthew, no, I do not know of any company who are planning to launch their own stablecoins. I think it is a brilliant question and maybe some company should actually listen to your idea. I have another question by Salim who asks, do you use Tether USDT? No, Salim, I definitely do not use Tether USDT at the moment. But in the past, I've definitely used Tether USDT. And to be honest, I used it for a very less amount, less than $5,000 to be honest. And it did make it much more convenient. One of the reasons, Salim, why I don't use Tether USDT, if you have listened to my podcast, you know that I'm not particularly a fan of Tether USDT. And the biggest problem is the audit. One thing which I've been saying at least for the past year or so, in cryptocurrency, if there will be a black swan event, it could be because of Tether USDT. I'm hoping that does not ever happen. Terra Luna's impact did have a knock-on effect on several projects, but if Tether USDT goes belly up, I think it could be the end of cryptocurrencies, maybe even Bitcoin. 
The reason why I'm not a fan, Salim, of Tether USDT is because the audits that they do is literally laughable. The first audit that they did, I believe, was way back in 2019. The audit was literally a one-page document, something which I talked about earlier when Matthew asked me a question. Let's say if a company has $10 million as a reserve based on which they are issuing stable coins, they need to show fundings of that $10 million. And the fundings should not be so easy. It should be, you know, a basket of currencies and it should take a lot of time for the audit. But the Tether USDT's audit was literally a one-page document. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even one page. It was just a pie diagram. And in that pie diagram, they just showed numbers. That's about it. That was the audit. I do remember a friend of mine did actually ask me for it. And I took a screenshot and I sent it to him. And he was like, what about the rest of it? I was like, no, this is the actual audit. So, you know, Tether's USDT is a notorious company. Now, Salim, USDC, a few days ago, I think literally two weeks ago, I mentioned it on my LinkedIn post. And I also talked about it on my podcast. USDC, on the other hand, they have a completely different audit. They're much more transparent. And their audit did have a lot of documents, like 60 to 70 pages. They also had an Excel spreadsheet giving full detailed breakdown. That is the audit that you're looking for. That just proves safety and it also shows a lot of transparency. That's not to say that, you know, USDC cannot go belly up. USDC definitely can go belly up as well. But to answer your question, Salim, no, I do not use Tether USDT. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys do have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com and please check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8. And we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we cover some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys. And please, please, in case you do like this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye bye.